I'm Ashley, and welcome to the Millennial Mommy Podcast. Grab a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and join me as I chat with other moms about parenting, home life, and self-care. In today's episode, Catherine and I are chatting about our adventures with breastfeeding. Between the two of us, we have five very, very different stories about feeding our babies. From medical emergencies to extreme allergies, Catherine and I have seen a lot. Hey guys, I am with Catherine this week. We're hanging out, drinking some wine Mm. and chilling. I feel like we both have kind of had crazy days today. (laughs) So we're just going to try and relax and go with the flow for this episode. I don't have a kitchen floor. Catherine has three kids. <laughs> and we both have wine, which yes. is delightful. Yes, we do. Um, so actually this week we are going to talk about um, breastfeeding. Which is why I am having one with no regrets <laughs> whatsoever. Because I am not breastfeeding anymore. <laughs> um, so Catherine and I actually... Um, I feel like this is a great topic for us because we both have some different stories and scenarios mm-hmm. um, to share because this is your third baby yes. that you're stopping breastfeeding with, but mm-hmm. you breastfed the other two for much, much longer, right? Yeah, I went a whole year with both Jack and Libby. Okay. And I didn't really breastfeed my kids at all. So <laughs> yeah. definitely, you know, two different stories. Um so well, really, I would say it's it's not two different stories. It's five different stories because between the two of us, we have five kids. That's very And that's true. a huge difference. Every single time is so different. That is completely and that decision is so 100% different. true. Because like going into it, I was not, I didn't plan on not breastfeeding. I was afraid of breastfeeding. Like mm. because of um, the fact that so many like you and so many of our other friends had already had babies and um a lot of them had talked about like you know the terrible like hump at the beginning that you have to like get over where everything Mm. hurts and stuff (laughs) and then like stories of like kids with tongue ties and bad latches and like cracked bleeding nipples and all of this horrible stuff that I was just like (laughs) we didn't do a good job selling it probably (laughs) so like and then you talk about like the magical moment after you like can pass all of that so I was definitely nervous going into it with Mara um and you know things uh did not go smoothly from the get-go I you know was in a lot of pain and had cracked bleeding nipples all the time and was uh feeling pretty miserable about the whole thing but um then Mara got diagnosed with pyloric stenosis and so um you know she couldn't really eat anyway so she would refuse to eat oh yeah um she would just scream a lot and then when she would eat it was like followed almost immediately by projectile vomiting and then um she got so dehydrated we had to go to the hospital and like the stress of that and plus like being in the hospital and like just wanting to hold her and like snuggle her like we spent an entire night in like the ER and then we finally got to the room and we're like settling in and somebody was like do you need a pump I was like oh yeah that 
sure, I guess, you know, like, so they brought me like the pump from, you know, like the maternity ward or whatever. Um, but, you know, I spent so much time going to like ultrasounds and x-rays and being carted around the hospital that there but was no like, stop? yeah, there yeah. was no like schedule. So I just did it when I could. And <laughs> I don't know that my milk ever even really fully came in with all of what was going on. Yeah, well, how old was she when that happened? Again? Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Um, so like I never, when I pumped like in a go round, um, after like the end of a 24 hour period, I never had more than like three ounces of pumped milk. And that was like sitting for like 20 minutes each time. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot of effort for for nothing like coming out of it really. Um, so we had to supplement with formula with that. Um, and I couldn't go back to breastfeeding her for like a little while after um, the surgery because they were very specific about the amount of food that she needed to mm-hmm. eat. Like she needs this much, and they're like, obviously, right. her stomach we, had been through so yeah, much like, drama. It would be great for her to have breast milk. So whatever you've pumped, and then it was just like, okay, well after like three feedings, what I pumped was gone. You know, like mm-hmm. so. Um, we just kind of started on formula. We they gave us one for like sensitive stomachs. That's what we did for a while. And then, like, my supply never, like, picked back up. Like, I tried, like, lactation cookies and all of that stuff. And it just dwindled and dwindled until, like, we got down to, like, I think an ounce a day. And Jesse was like, this is dumb. You should just quit. <laughs> it was like, you don't enjoy pumping. Like, that no was still, it was oh still like, a miserable thing. Like, I had tried yeah. so many different sizes and stuff and, like, hated it. Like, and was, like, chapped and raw from that still. Aww. So it was just like... Okay. I mean, while you have a newborn, mm-hmm. your first baby that you're trying to, you know, <laughs> they just bond had, like, with surgery. and enjoy. Right. I mean, you had enough stress going on yeah. in addition to, I mean, there's such a learning curve your first time anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, forget about the baby's learning curve. Your learning curve <laughs> is so high the first time. Yeah. But those are just not ideal conditions. No. So when Belle was born, like, I'll try. But, like, all I could think of was, like, how much I didn't enjoy it the first time. So, like, mm-hmm. I had never gotten past any point to, like, a point where it was enjoyable or, like, bonding or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, Belle got super dehydrated, had, like, the yellow, like, orange, like, stones in her diaper That's from not terrifying. getting enough like, and all okay. of that. And after what I had been through with Mara, I just was, like, I looked at Jesse. I'm, like, I'm bleeding. They're cracked all the time. Like, it's miserable. I cry the whole time I'm feeding her and she's obviously not getting enough. She's dehydrated. And it was just like, I, I don't want to do it again. I was like, I quit. I don't want to. No. I have no desire. And like I sat and like pumped and like, you know, even after almost like two weeks, like it still felt like nothing had like come in. Like I never mm-hmm. reached a point where like there was even like a flow, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know if there was even something else going on, but I didn't care enough to even pursue it. I was just like. <laughs> So when you decide to stop, did you, like, have to pump it all for comfort afterwards? Mm Mm-mm. Really? Wow. Like, I think I did did cabbage leaves and ice Mm -hmm. packs for, like, two or three days because they were, like, they were, like, rock hard and hurt. Mm -hmm. But, like, hand expressing or pumping or doing any of those things never really got anything out. Interesting. Like, so, again, I'm sure there was something else, but. So I read a really interesting statistic (laughs) that I thought was very um, validating in a lot of cases where women decide to, you know, not breastfeed. They they said the failure rate is about 
like the natural failure rate mm-hmm. is about 15%. Like okay. no one ever tells you that it's that high. Mm-mm. Like that's, that's really, 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 really high. Yeah. Like that is, you know, you know, somebody who's had a hard time mm-hmm. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, if there are so many people for whom I think breastfeeding takes on, um, you know, an emotional and maybe even spiritual significance. And yeah. I am all for that. If, if that is important to you and you want to go to extreme lengths, go for it, girl. But, you know, I, I just think that kind of failure, you know, I don't want to say failure rate. That makes it sound like somebody's failing. When in reality, <laughs> it's just, hey, our bodies are weird. And yeah, it just doesn't work out. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't go the same way we expect. Um, it was interesting because yeah. um, the lactation consultant at the hospital, because with Bellamy, I had her in there like multiple times a day, like asking questions, going through all sorts mm-hmm. of because like of how much it just didn't work out. Even Mars illness aside, like it just was not working out well for us. Yeah. And um, I remember like she was like, her latch looks great. And I was like, literally like you know, like crying. Like I was like, okay, like, all right. She was like, it hurts that bad. She was like, cause I honestly don't see anything wrong with the latch. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. It hurts (laughs) that bad. And, um, she was like, and it's not just like your, um, uterus, like cramping back up. Like, it's not just that. And I was like, no, it's it's also my nipples, like (laughs) just hurt that bad. She was like, well, let's try a different position. And I remember like we moved bell Mm-hmm. And when she went to latch on, she accidentally latched on to like some extra skin that got folded mm. and it took the lactation consultant and me really a little while to realize it. So we pulled bell off and I had this giant like purple welt over to the side of like my boob where skin, extra skin had got in there. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, but she goes, you didn't feel that. And I was like, it didn't feel any different or more or less painful than it already does. And she just went, hmm. Huh. What? Is your hair like, is this the color of your hair? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how about your mom? And I was like, yeah, like lighter hair and super fair skin. She's like, you know, depending on like your heritage. And she went down this whole thing about how sometimes extremely like, fair-skinned people or people with like um redhead or irish like in their background can have like extra sensitive skin in general mm-hmm. like prone to super freckling and stuff like that and she said that sometimes it also translates to the skin on your nipples and it can be like an extra painful experience wow. for like fair-skinned people sometimes i am so thankful you had a lactation consultant who's actually willing to say that to you mm-hmm because like, she was like, yeah, yeah, you may just be one of those people where it hurts extra bad. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this probably is just going to be really horrendous for you. Like, she was like, no offense. Like, I'm not trying to, like, say no, you shouldn't really try or anything. But no, the fact but that, like, I, <laughs> she was like, mm, I feel like the experience with lactation consultants can run the gamut. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just like, you know, some of them are super helpful. I've had those. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just like, um, they're, you know, they're the, they're the boob Nazis. You, you know what I'm talking about? They're the ones that are convinced that every woman can do it if she just tries hard enough. She just finds the right position and all this stuff. And I feel like sometimes they, um, 
you know, they're just they're so um, hung up on breastfeeding being a sign of women's empowerment mm-hmm. that they cannot get past that some women you know have extra issues or that maybe breastfeeding is going to be naturally hard for some women. Yeah. Or and you know that really like, bothers me if it's not if your desire to do it from the get go isn't as strong either. You know, like yeah, I don't know. I liked formula feeding a lot. Like I'm on what that worked on now. for us. Yeah. It's what worked out for us. Like, I mean, granted, you got to make sure you have like a bottle of water and like the formula and all of that stuff packed in your diaper bag. But like at the same time, you know, if we go out to eat or we go do something and Jesse finishes his meal first and the baby is hungry, he can just feed her while I oh eat. Oh my gosh, isn't like, it it's amazing? Just, you know, he can watch them while I go mm-hmm. on trips and all of that stuff without me worrying about like having a reserve or having any of that stuff built in. So, like, um, even though I don't have as much um, freedom with Jesse in school and stuff right now, like, to go out as much as I did when Mara was a baby, mm-hmm. I went out, like, at least twice a week, like, when she was a baby. And there was just, I didn't have to, like, think about or worry about anything yeah. or, like, how much I was drinking or what I was eating or any of that stuff. Um, and I really liked that freedom, especially as someone who struggles a little bit with, like, the whole being, like, feeling tied down to like being at home or like you know like i just want you to stop touching me i couldn't <laughs> imagine now with how like clingy bellamy is and the way that mara is now like when bell wants a hug mara wants a hug you know like i couldn't imagine having one of them also just needing to like feed while also like be on me yes <laughs> yes well yes. <laughs> i have shared my stories so let's go through your three breastfeeding stories. Three distinct stories. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny because I, I realize as I'm sitting here across from you, I probably sound um, not anti breastfeeding, but that I'm like, yeah, why would anybody do that? <laughs> and that's certainly not the case um, because I did go to pretty extreme lengths um, with Jack to keep nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will be 100% honest. I think a large part of the reason I kept breastfeeding with all three of mine was largely financial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my story with Jack was he was born, was cute and adorable for <laughs> about a week. And then colic happened, mm-hmm. which was awful. And then we realized that a lot of it was driven by food sensitivities. Mm-hmm. And when I say food sensitivities, I mean, a laundry list, you know, including that's right. I remember, that. yeah, because that and at the time I was strictly gluten free because I, you know, wasn't I thought I was in a celiac flare. Mm-hmm. Um, then he was allergic to, and when I say allergic, I mean he was covered head to toe in this red oozing rash, like uh. it was awful. And yeah, no wonder the kids crying. It looked like it hurt. Yeah. So we figured out that it was tied to tree nuts. Um, it was tied to soy. It was tied to dairy. Um, then he was also having issues with a couple um, nightshades. Not all of them, just some. Oh, my um, gosh. Sesame. Peanuts were safe. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, sesame, I feel like I'm forgetting a couple things. But, I mean, you can just see, like, I'm just checking off things one at a time. Yeah. And, yeah, for some reason... I kept doing it, and we actually experimented with the crazy expensive alimentum 
for about a week. Well, yeah, because if he's right. got that many, there's not really any other options as far as right, like right. formula yeah, have to, for that many have food allergies. That. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I mean, it wasn't you're allergic to corn or something. Uh, but that said, we tried it for about a week, and I think it helped reset his system a little bit. Mm-hmm. But after a week, I was an emotional mess. <laughs> like breastfeeding had come fairly naturally to me. Yeah. Um. You know, I didn't really have to work at it that hard. Um, I produce like for when for all three of my kids, like the first week or two when my milk is coming in, it's like, God, you gave me one kid, not five. Like, <laughs> I have <laughs> I you should see my freezer store that I'm able to build up. It's insane. And I don't even try. I'm just pumping for comfort. And I have like I kid you not, I pumped like 150 ounces with grace. It was insane. Oh my gosh. Um yeah. That's its own set of issues. But anyway, so it was something that came very naturally, but because Jack was such a difficult baby, mm-hmm. the emotional bond of nursing was actually important enough to me that I was willing to do this crazy diet Yeah. for, I think he, we realized things were starting to taper off around nine months. Okay. And um, that's when I was able to reintroduce dairy. But that whole yeah. time I was, you know, all those things free, um, yeah. which came at a very high price. Um, because, uh, you know, at the time we were among the first people in our group of friends to have kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys were, I think, the, the first set of people that we at least specifically hung out with at yeah, the time. Yeah. Well, and, you know, so suddenly, and, and to be honest, like one of our main hobbies as a group back then was, hey, let's go try this new restaurant downtown. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I couldn't participate in any of that. Like not just in the, oh, I have a newborn. Like, no, Catherine can't eat like freaking anything. Yeah. And it was awful. And it was so socially isolating. Um, And looking back, I really, here's the thing. My husband was a teacher at the time. Yeah. Um, So, and I was, I had a little bit of freelance on the side. It was not my banner year. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, we were just very underwater financially um and for various reasons i was staying home um yeah that's a whole nother kettle of fish i I think it was the right choice at the time but it was you know came at a very high cost literally yeah so the idea of switching to alimentum for a kid like jack there was the emotional cost but there was also a very high um fiscal cost yeah which was he he was he was huge he was a kid that was always in the 99th percentile for everything he was big so, Catherine and her husband are fairly petite people. And yes. then, like, you see Jack and you're like, how? Which did, <laughs> I mean, aside from the fact that in the face he looks exactly like, or at least he did look exactly like David for quite a while. It was like, if this wasn't, like, David face on like I a know, baby, I, I would wonder if he had gotten like switched, switched at birth. Because like we're like <laughs> at this rate of growth, is he gonna like tap out at five? Like this is as tall as a Briton can be. So like I'm done growing now that I'm in kindergarten. Oh my gosh, it's so true. <laughs> he was it's so such true. a big kid. And he just ate and ate and ate. It was literally going to cost us about eight hundred dollars a month in formula. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And there's like insurance doesn't cover it and all that sort of thing. So, like, I didn't really feel like I had a choice in some ways. I could you see know? that for sure. Yeah, for and it was, sure. it's not a pretty place to be in. You know, and our pediatrician mm-hmm. was great, and she would have done everything she could have to give us all the samples in the world, but mm-hmm. we still would have, 
they just had don't, a lot of outlay. Yeah, they don't cover everything. Right, and because I had the emotional attachment to it, I stuck with it. Yeah. Um, then, but because that was so hard, um, we intended to have kids a little bit closer together. <laughs> and we actually waited many more months than I think we would have otherwise. Because Jack was so difficult and I was so terrified to go through that experience, that limiting experience again. Yeah. So then out comes Libby. She's a champion nurser. (laughs) She has zero allergy issues. And I mean, I was just like, thank you, Jesus. I mean, that was huge. Yeah. And I, I was so, so thankful. But she had this thing where she, (laughs) she loved to nurse. (laughs) And she loved to nurse so much that she nursed every two hours for months. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it was miserable. She didn't sleep through the night until we made her sleep through the night at nine months. (laughs) And she didn't need to eat. She just, you know. Wanted to. And by the way, like, Libby is the exact opposite of Jack. She's a total peanut. Like, she was 20th percentile all the way along and still is. I mean, she's what you would expect from a Britain baby. (laughs) I don't know why they're so different, but they are. So Libby came along. And, you know, again, I just, I couldn't get the cost out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she wouldn't have needed the super expensive formula. Yeah. I just, I, I still knew that was hanging above my head. And, and yeah. David had a better paying, well, a little bit better posi- paying position. He was still in education. Yeah. So that tells you it can only be, but so much better. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I, we, we just made it work. Yeah. But it made it very hard to leave. And I think I struggled more with just postpartum blues because mm-hmm. the tether was so short. Yeah. Um, yeah, for she, sure. Yeah, we, we had struggled to get her to the bottle, things like that. And even if I wasn't, you know, even if I, once we got her on a bottle, you know, I still had to think about pumping them. Yeah. Um, and she was, it was so Especially sweet. Especially with your right, very large supply. <laughs> yeah, and she was so sweet and so cuddly through the night that and those are the things that you go okay this makes it worth it so it was yeah. good but um as as uh, listeners of the show will know um <laughs> grace was a little bit of a surprise as number three <laughs> we got a we got a little bit um a little risky and so she came along sooner than we expected and i think that was actually a really good thing because i had a little bit of um i was a little bit shell-shocked from the experience with Libby and Mm -hmm. I told everyone going into you know my pregnancy with Grace I was like I am not holding myself to nursing in any way (laughs) shape or form like I'm I'm over this I yeah I was not yeah we had chatted about it a little bit yeah well you all the time you had mentioned the financial thing Mm -hmm. me which aside from like reflux issues none of our girls like none Neither of our girls. <laughs> Dear goodness. Jinx. No. <laughs> I don't want to be jinxed. Please, no. Um, but they didn't have allergies. Mm-hmm. So we just did like a sensitive formula. And um, once we waited a little bit longer with Mara, I think she was like probably six months um, before we switched to Target brand. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I buy is like, it's 20 bucks. And I think I buy one every like two weeks, week and a half, two weeks, somewhere yeah, in there. Super so affordable. we spend like forty to sixty dollars a month mm-hmm. on formula, you know. And um, Jesse buys like the gallons of like 
the nursery water that don't have fluoride at mm-hmm. the grocery store, like the distilled water. So we just like have that sitting out and we use that and use the formula. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, 40 to 60 bucks extra yeah. a month. And that's really all. And during postpartum period where I'm like trying to breastfeed and like trying to figure things out, I literally eat everything <laughs> in mass quantities. And Jesse was just like, I think it may actually be cheaper for us to formula feed than to breastfeed. He's like, because you totally would eat at least $60 extra a month oh, in food, absolutely. if not way more than that. He's like, I'd have to buy like snacks because like we're not snackers. So he's like, mm-hmm. I'd have to buy like snacks and all of this other stuff. He was just like, so this may actually be more cost effective. And so like, I remember we had like talked about that because you're like, I don't know, formula is expensive. I'm like. And I, I mean, if your kid has, yeah, yeah, if your kid has a ton of allergies and stuff, for sure, it could be more expensive. Um, and I'm not saying that necessarily could be cheaper because there are people out there who, you know, um, don't eat as much as I do. I just I eat a lot of food. <laughs> you enjoy food. I do. That's a good thing. <laughs> well, I feel like I go out to eat with like a lot of friends and stuff. And I'm the person that's like plate is completely cleaned. And I ordered like the biggest meal out of everybody. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, I'm so full. And I'm like, mm, I could eat some dessert or like, are we going to another bar? Great. I'm going to get wings. <laughs> you know, like I just love to eat and I eat a ton of food. So like, yeah. So trying to keep up with like breastfeeding, I can't imagine what that would look like. I'm just yeah. like envisioning like my mouth becoming a vacuum cleaner, so consuming here's everything. Thing, here's the funny thing about that is for me, I have literally been, by the time I stopped breastfeeding Grace, I'll, I'll finish that story. I'll finish an abbreviated story. In a um, but I had literally been pregnant or nursing for two years, 11 months, and two weeks straight. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. By the time I finished. So now wow. I'm going to like relearn. I'm like, oh, I have to like regulate what I eat like a normal oh, person. Oh, yeah, you can't eat all the things. No, I can't eat all the things. That's I'm like, when oh. I gain my most weight is po- <laughs> like that postpartum period because I don't breastfeed, is- but I still mm. eat all the things for like <laughs> two or three months. And that's why I put on weight because mm. I'm always so sick during the pregnancy. Yeah. I don't really ever gain a whole lot. Like it's literally 100% right. baby. So the baby comes out and I'm like, Hey, look, I'm pre-pregnancy weight. And then I weigh myself again, like three months later when I'm like ready to get back in shape. And I'm like, like with Bella, I was like, oh, holy crap. I gained 15 pounds in these last like three postpartum months. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't actually lose the pregnancy weight until I'm done nursing. Really? Yeah. So yeah, I I was at a double disadvantage (laughs) starting out. So yeah. It's been interesting. Yeah. Well, and to make a long story short with Grace, um, she came out and never wanted to nurse for comfort, which was awesome. Yeah, that's nice. It was the best thing ever. She just came out and she was like, a pacifier. That sounds great. She literally <laughs> would get mad if there was still milk coming out and she was done. And, but she wanted to suck. Like she would <laughs> literally, she would, she would yell at me. And like, you knew what she was wrong. You would give her a pacifier and she'd be like, oh, thank you. And she would instantly <laughs> calm down. It was so strange. So she came out and only wanted to nurse every three hours tops. And I was like, this is sustainable. Like, we can do this. Yeah. She had no allergies for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, you see where this is going. And it, I, you know, pumped and I had like this huge freezer stash. So I was free to leave. Yeah. Um, and it made nursing so much more pleasant. 
Like I was, like it was totally sustainable. Um, And then she started doing kind of what Jack did, um, getting that red oozy rash and Mm. that, but that didn't hit until about five months. Hmm. Yeah. It was very weird. So I, we are still trying to figure that out. Like we've actually been to allergy testing in the last week. Um, Shocking. I was convinced that she had a peanut allergy. Like I was praying hard y'all. Um, but then she came back negative for everything except a mild sensitivity to egg. Now that's the skin test. We're still actually waiting oh, for the okay. blood test results. So I am okay. still praying. Um, but yeah. And at that point, our pediatrician who, you know, she's the one that saw me go to extreme lengths with Jack. Yeah. Um, so she knows if I say, Hey, I think my kid's allergic to something. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Um, she was like, you know, you, you've got the same You've got the same option again. You can either do an elimination diet or you can, you know, go formula. Yeah. And this time around, I didn't think it was dairy. So I knew that we could actually pursue cheaper formula. Yeah. Um, and Grace was, uh, she was a couple weeks shy of six months. Mm-hmm. No, take that back. Her, her, the appointment was right the day before she was six months old. Okay. Um, I was like, we have made it six months on exclusively breast milk like i have nothing left to prove here i am convinced that the studies show that she's gotten the the greatest benefit she's going to get yeah like we're done and our pediatrician just kind of took a step back and was like all right then like okay <laughs> you know she comes back in she's like here's some samples here's some fantastic coupons and that's what we've been doing and yeah. it is pretty amazing that's awesome um, that's yeah. working out and um yeah. I mean, the, I literally, I think the only downside to me of not breastfeeding at this point, like my, my skin is already starting to clear up because uh, I get crazy acting when I'm breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, literally the only downside is that I'm going back down to an A cup, which <laughs> I kind of miss my nursing boobs. <laughs> but, you know, you win some, you lose some. You don't have some of mine. I know. I wish we could share. I do. <laughs> me <Equalize>. too. <laughs> So, yeah, that's my extended story. And all that to say, you know, in conclusion, I'm thankful I had the opportunity for it. Yeah. Um, but I was definitely over it. Yeah. After, you know, three kids in four years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think, so I'm curious from your perspective, mm-hmm. did you feel like you had to justify your decision not to breastfeed to other people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, especially because, like, in the circle of people that um, I hung out with, almost everyone was breastfeeding. And, um, you know, like, you had gone through a lot of lengths, especially, like, with Jack. Um, and then, you know, like, there were some other people I knew that had gone through a lot of lengths as well. Um, and I also found that... Um, and this is one of my pet peeves now is that um, strangers would often ask like, really? yes, like I can't tell you how many times like going to like a random blog meetup or like networking event. Um, somebody I didn't know, you know, like I'd be like, oh, yeah, I have a seven month old at home, like with Mara. Um, and they'd be like, oh, are you breastfeeding? Like, I just met you. Like, why are you asking <laughs> me about my boobs? Like, I like. It was something that um, 
number one, it automatically like put me on the defensive, you know, mm-hmm. like because I felt like if you're asking me if I'm breastfeeding, it's because you want to talk to me about like breastfeeding or something like that. Yeah. Um. So in my experience with other people that I did know that were very, very into breastfeeding, you know, like and they enjoyed it and stuff like that. They didn't get where I was coming from and I definitely didn't get where they were coming from. So there were a lot of like just like weird moments where I felt like I was having to like justify decisions that I had made, you know, like to not breastfeed and the fact that I didn't really want to do it in the future. Like I said, oh, I'll try. And they're like, yeah, this time, like you can't give up. Like I just kind of like, you know, like I was like, okay, thanks. But yeah, so I definitely did feel very, very defensive about it. Um, I never had any of the moments, thankfully where anybody said anything to me like on like the baby aisle or whatever Mm -hmm. like I never got any like breast is best comments I have heard horror stories from people where like complete strangers have like said something to them when they buy formula like at Target or something I never had that happen um but yeah just like complete strangers like oh are you breastfeeding and then if I said no I never just said like no I like yeah. would launch into the entire monologue basically that I yeah. just said here about like Mar being sick and all of that stuff because I felt like I owed this person that I don't know yeah. an explanation as to why I was choosing to feed my child the way that I was. Um, so I definitely felt that less with Bellamy. And like okay. people would be like, Oh yeah, are you breastfeeding? And like be like, No, I don't like that. You know, like I just <laughs> be like mm like to it doesn't work out for me you know like and i say it in a very like pointed like matter of fact way like so yeah to try and be like do not debate me like don't bring it up i don't want to talk about it like this is what i choose to do and it's really none of your business but (laughs) right let's talk about something else (laughs) yeah more interesting things yeah um have you experienced any of that with switching grace do you feel like uh not so much yet I think I'm just so, so keen on reveling in my freedom that no, ain't nobody can bring me down right now. So I don't know. Maybe that'll happen. Yeah. Um, I think I'm secure enough and uh, I'd like to think that I'm secure enough in how overblown the breast is best campaign is mm-hmm. um, that I'm just going to look at them and be like, oh, honey, <laughs> you think, you know, well, you, yeah. And I was about to say, well, you've got like some stories again, like it is something that I feel like has been drilled in a lot. Um, And maybe it's not all millennials. Maybe it's just the people that we know. But I feel like it's something that's definitely been like drilled in real hard. Like breastfeeding is like the way, you know, like you have to pursue that. Um, Yeah. So so I don't know if everyone feels that way. Um, But Breastfeeding has gone, okay, yeah, here it is. Um, breastfeeding in the U.S. has almost quadrupled since 1972. It went oh, wow. 22% of women in 1920, or 1972, excuse me, Oh wow. to over 83% in 2015. Oh, wow. And guess what? It's highly correlated with a higher socioeconomic status. So breastfeeding is privilege. Yeah. Interesting. Like, you can't divorce it from that. Yeah. Very interesting. That's a super interesting statistic. Yeah. Because that was one thing that I will say um, that, you know, and you said like your pediatrician was like, you have these two choices. Um, I 
heard from a lot of people um, when I would talk about like my <coughs> breastfeeding journey. Journey. Sorry, You're fine. <clears throat> I'm not used to it yet. <laughs> Sorry. We're doing shots over here <laughs> <laughs> with wine. <laughs> um, but like you know, breastfeeding journey or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I remember like a lot of people would say things about like, oh, doctors, you know, like, oh, doctors should push it more. Doctors should do this. I never, ever, ever felt like our pediatrician or any of the doctors in the hospital, the nurses with all of Mara's stuff, Mm. none of them. And even that lactation consultant, you know, like, um, now she was a little bit more lenient, but I think that was just because she was like, you've done this before. But like with Mara, there was not anybody ever who was like, oh, well, you should just switch to formula. It's easier, blah, blah, blah. No one was relaxed yeah. about it. Um, every nurse that I had with Mara was like, no, you need to try and breastfeed. Like they were very like aggressive mm-hmm. and forceful about it. Um, the pediatrician was just like, you know, like maybe you just need some more time for your milk to come in. Like he was How very much, much so like, you know, whatever you choose to do. And like once Mara got in the hospital, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, like I went into the whole story with him and he was you're fine. Like, it's mm-hmm. cool. Um, but, you know, like, no one ever inc- discouraged me from breastfeeding. Um, so maybe I just have great doctors that I see it like through the practice and stuff like that. But like, you know, I don't feel like I was ever discouraged. If anything, I was more encouraged when Belle was super dehydrated. Um, the doctor that I saw was like, oh, yeah, she's super dehydrated. Um, you may want to supplement with formula, but I would say you only need to do that at like the most point of like extreme dehydration. Like she's not there yet. And I was like, I don't think I feel comfortable like getting yeah. there. And she was just okay, like, another if you keep working on it, you know, it'll be fine. And that was the doctor. So it's very interesting that a lot of the people that were like, oh, yeah, if yep. you have another baby, you should breastfeed. And don't let your so doctor you talk another, you out of it. You want another statistic? Sure. All right. This is all coming from an, an article from Slate.com, which I appreciate okay. because they're just contrarian for the sake of being contrarian a lot of times. <laughs> but a lot of times they come up with good stuff. And this is one of them. They said um, exclusive breastfeeding on hospital discharge after you know, labor and delivery is now the leading risk factor for hospital readmission. Why? Mm. Because moms are, you know, a lot of times the moms are desperate, but the, the whole so-called baby friend hospital movement, like, this is a total soapbox. I'll try not to go too deep <laughs> off of it. But like it, it's, it becomes this thing where baby friendly, uh, you're the baby friendly hospital um, you know, program has to push breastfeeding exclusively. Like they may not even have formula on on the hall. For oh, you. wow. Yeah. Um, which is fine. But the question for me becomes: At what point is baby friendly? Um, at odds with being mother friendly. And yeah, I have a huge issue with. It. Like, yeah, like we need to. I think one of the things that you know makes breastfeeding so difficult for some people is that it feels like there's so much at stake. Like mm-hmm. if it's pass or fail, like you, you know, yeah. you combo feed, you fail. Um, you for know, sure. you, you give your baby some, um, you know, some milk while you're waiting or some formula while you're waiting for your milk to come in. Oh, you fail. Yeah. And I just like, I just feel like there should be so much more grace for each other as moms. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, in many ways, I feel like we're going backwards in time. Like so far as women's empowerment is concerned, like, Hey, yeah. let's let's pigeonhole moms into this little thing and say if your body doesn't 
this way or you're not willing to go to you know this extreme for your child you have failed and i mean the, sure the studies are there that say you know breastfeeding gives kids an edge but when you start looking at what that edge is it is um it's barely st- statistically significant yeah like it's it is so overblown and yeah. you know i get that you know big pharma is like the enemy here you know nobody wants to enrich the pockets <laughs> of big formula moguls or something like that but at the same time you know we're so up in arms about you know you can do this and it's you know it's you know women versus the formula companies that we've kind of like actually taken women's agency out of the equation here and yeah. that's where it, when i when i sound anti breastfeeding it's not that it's that i am i am anti Taking away that choice. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah, I'm anti, you know, my way or the Yeah. Like, I don't think that's helpful to anyone. I think it gets, yeah. I think babies suffer. I think moms suffer. And now I'm done with my soapbox. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, I hear that. I, um, there's definitely, both times with my kids, there was definitely, uh, that mental click for me. Mm-hmm. We're like, um with Mara after all of her stuff and like trying to make everything work and like pumping all of the time uh that you know like in between all of that Jesse was like I wanted to call your doctor he was like and be like hey I'm really worried about her like what should I do like do I need to bring her in to see you like what needs to happen and then I didn't feel myself when like I was felt like I was trying to make it work with Bellamy and like both times as soon as I stopped breastfeeding it was just like gone like i felt lighter and freer and happier and like it just wasn't like that bogged down like weird i'm not myself feeling i think Mm. i get stuck up in like the like my purpose now is like to feed you (laughs) i'm a cow moo you know like that's i I think that's the mentally like the way that i go and i know that's not (laughs) the way that everybody goes and like yeah, and you honestly, know, like, like with Grace, I'll again, care. It do was, what you want. You yeah, know? with Grace, like it was great. I mean, I I had all this freedom. I got to have the benefits of you know nursing my baby, and then I could you know go out and yeah. You know, she she made it easy. Like I probably would have continued nursing for yeah. a whole year again if you know we hadn't she didn't you know, come up against that rash. allergy yeah. issue. Yeah, bizarrely, we still don't know what it was, but it's gone away now that we've gone to formula. Yeah, so I don't know what it was. But it was probably something that you were eating. But I mean, like, especially when you already have a restrictive diet, trying to Mm -hmm. like figure out what's causing issues for your baby is even more so like, you know, with Jack, like, I'm not sure what you ate. (laughs) I don't think there was really a whole lot that you could Uh, eat, you know, like a lot of coconut (laughs) milk ice cream. I remember that. And a lot of jelly bellies (laughs) and salad. Yeah. (laughs) I was kind of at two extremes there. Yes. <laughs> Jelly bellies and salad. <laughs> yeah. The point. Fun. I'll have to say we are glad for choices, I think. Yes, for sure. And that no two people, no anybody, no two children, the way that they're fed, like necessarily <laughs> looks exactly the same. Nope. Like um, Jesse keeps saying that, you know, Jesse likes to talk about if we have a third child. um. And he made a joke the other day about it. And he was like, is there shot? 
that they can give you at the hospital. They'll just be like, I don't want breast milk. Can you please like give me a shot in the boob so it doesn't come in? <laughs> like it was just like I don't know. If they Allegedly, have that, there but... used to be like a hormone shot they provided. That's what to I had them. heard, and I think that's what he was referring to. Yeah. But I mean, like all of it to say, you know, like I now know that this is just not my thing. And so, <laughs> if we do have a third kid, I won't even well try s- really. You know, yeah, like it's just gonna be like mommy, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Sane mom, or you know what sanity? Yes, <laughs> you know preserving the sanity you have left. That's so much more valuable. Being able to, you know, you know, love your child without any resentment, without being stressed out over your feeding. Mm-hmm. That's worth so much more than any benefit. I would agree for sure. And if it works for you and you enjoy it, and you get that extra snuggle. Time, bonus points. Yep, go for it just do you yeah and on that note um i think that we are ready to wrap it up so thanks for coming on and chatting with me Catherine. it's always a good Thank time you. and now we can uh, go finish drinking our wine mm, <laughs> have fun guys all right bye